I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Collingwood again. You wouldn't believe this. Jamie Elliott did that. That's a goal. A long goal from 50. It puts them in front to win the game with a few seconds to go. The goal is still oh, hit yeah. up. It's no. gone straight into the goal umpire. And thankfully... Welcome to the Clicking Balls podcast. This is an AFL round 10 wrapped episode. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is a highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight from the weekend past? Yes, and uh, I'm going to let one go through the keeper for Josh, because I know what his is going to be. Um, <laughs> mine was... Uh, different uh, Sunday usually we're used to having uh, the American sports on Sunday mornings yep. and um, we have to get up early to watch them and they're built as Sunday, Saturday night events with your mates and whatnot so uh, Sunday was a big event for, for my favorite sports anyway we had following on Monaco Grand Prix followed by the Indianapolis 500 which I've never watched before but was just watching because uh, Fernando Alonso who's a, a great F1 driver was racing a one-off uh, race there and then followed up by UFC, which I didn't even know was on at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sweden. UFC Stockholm. Yeah. And also had a Joe Rogan podcast at the same time, a fight companion, without Eddie Bravo. <laughs> so so my, my highlight was a Sunday night spent watching good sports at a reasonable time. Well, my reasonable time, anyway. I'm a night person. I'm not really a morning person. It's a, it's a long marathon. What's that about? 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. roughly, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was about Came that close. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I finished. Well, the worst part was is that I watched the whole Indianapolis 500 until about three laps before Fernando Alonso's engine blew up because I fell asleep. I did a pretty right. solid effort and missed the missed the actual finish of it. <laughs> but the the funniest thing was is this other Formula Formula uh, former Formula One driver named Takuma Sato who was a crazy motherfucker. He mm. managed to scrape through for the win. Yeah, he <laughs> did I, well. And I was watching this going, Takuma Sato, oh, that dude, he was crazy. He was like the original Pastor Maldonado. He was the dive bomber. Yeah. So um, that was my fun Sunday night spent watching all my favorite American sports at reasonable times. And you got a beer of the week as well? We do. We've got, uh, speaking of my, my American sports, I've got another American beer, Firestone Walker, Easy Jack, had a couple of them in the uh, in the night time, so uh, had to delete a few tweets <laughs> during the Indy 500. Go well, were they? <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, if you want to get stuck in your sports and get stuck into Twitter, yeah, get a couple of them. <laughs> Actually, speaking of getting stuck into Twitter, I've been one of the biggest sort of uh, things that's been. Uh, procrastinating me from doing my actual job is Andrew Bogan on Twitter I, know, I, know, I saw it on um, on uh, the front page of whatever the fucking paper was in the newsstands and I was like how the fuck can that make the front page of, of a newspaper but I love how he just dishes it out completely honestly to uh, to yeah. everyone on Twitter doesn't have doesn't hold anything back does he care yeah, yeah he's making 12 million a year yeah <laughs> just like just a 7 foot 2 Half Bogan from uh, from where's from? He's from. I, I know he barracks for Essendon. No, nah, it's out near Noble Park, near where my girlfriend lives. Clayton, right? <laughs> he's dad's yeah. got like a car shop there, so he loves his cars. Uh, honest, down to earth kid. Rides his what is it? Lo- a bike around the moment. But. Loves his bombers. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was my favourite highlight of the week. All that and a beer. <laughs> Josh, you got a highlight? Does it involve the Northern Football League? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I, actually, I was going to go with a different one. Um, okay. The, the same Monaco Grand Prix, um, Fernando Alonso 
passed on the the Grand Prix, which is rare for Monaco, even though it's not the best racing. It's the most prestigious. Yeah. Um, been going since like 1925 or some shit. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can legitimately die racing that one too. Oh, yeah. And uh, Verline con- nearly did. Is um, it because of the concrete walls or yep. because sometimes Whiplash gets out onto the... <laughs> and, and gets Tony Stark in his car and whips well, it in half? the funny thing is about that circuit is that it's not closed off for like the whole weekend. Once the session's finished, it opens up so that the cars can drive on there because people live like right yeah, at the yeah. track, so yeah. they have to be in order to get to their apartments and stuff. <laughs> I thought they were all helipads and shit. And <laughs> Pretty much both. Part of the world. Yeah, if you've got a big enough yacht, yeah. The funny part about that bit in Iron Man is I, Tony Stark's got to fight the dude with whips. Where are all the motherfuckers with guns? Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's not bulletproof. Yeah, it didn't pass the idiot test, did it? No, not really. But I mean, you know, if we're starting to pick holes in <laughs> Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could have thrown a rock at the dude. I like how they fight everything and they go, oh, and this chick's got magic, but wait, wait at the back, wait at the back. <laughs> we'll, we'll let these guys go first. This one, he's really fit, right? This one's got a suit of armor, but, you know, he'll go next to the one that's really, really yeah. fit and fast. And this one shoots arrows and you've got magic. But don't worry about the magic. Don't worry about the magic. And that guy can make the world spin the other direction. Just, just you just have a seat for a second. Don't worry about, don't worry about it, mate. Um, like the Avengers all assemble, and Hulk's like, "I got this, dickheads." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we've got a god, we've got a dude who's on steroids. No, 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 I'm the fucking Hulk. <laughs> I'll just belt the shit out of everything. But anyway, uh, Monaco. Uh, they managed to get a live hookup with um, Jensen Button, who was uh, taking over Alonso's seat, and Button retired, booted last up over in the US. And Alonso said, uh, you know, in his Spanish accent that I shall now attempt to do, uh, good luck, uh, Jensen, I hope you do very well. And uh, Jensen said, cheers, I'm going to pee in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> and they both had a bit of a giggle. Um, like a good smart ass. Yeah. The sad part was that uh, he actually crashed out on, uh, I can't remember what turn number, just before the, the tunnel there, by uh, trying to make through a gap that Verline had not really left open. No. Uh, got underneath Verline's tyres and Verline ended up on a uh, 90 degree angle with uh, the top of the car right in the barrier. I saw that and thought he'd actually died. I thought he'd died too, yeah. Um, but they got on the radio and they're like, you all right, Pascal? Just that, that hope. Yep, like, so oh it. shit. And he's like, yes, I'm okay. And they're like, oh, thank fuck. There's another crazy one in the Indy too, uh, Scott Dixon. I think he might be Australian. Mm. I mean, I know nothing about no, Indy. He's a Kiwi, I think. He sounds like an Australian accent. Well, but he's not too bad, so that kind of makes him Australian. <laughs> oh, if he's good, yeah. Half decent yeah. Kiwi equals Australian. Yeah, yeah well, Whitaker's going to be fucking, Australian when he yeah. fought. Fucking <laughs> it was like, made my butthole clench so much, I got stuck to my seat. Yeah. But um, with the Jensen Button thing, that crash actually put him out of the, the race. So I was kind of hoping that when he went down the escape route, he got out of the car, you know, put the steering wheel back in, put the shoulder pads off, and just walked off. I was hoping he'd be like, oh, shit, forgot. Run back to the car and just piss in the seat. <laughs> um, the old Calvin. <laughs> Calvin style. Unfortunately, he didn't. I think he just uh, jumped the fence, uh, jumped onto his yacht, $100 million yacht, and just started getting smacked. And so uh, you started that by saying that a live hookup. I, th- I did think you said live hooker, and I thought, yeah, well, M- Monaco. <laughs> plenty of those. Plenty of those, I'm sure. <laughs> Might be a few less come uh, come today. Yeah, come Monday, yeah, part of the clean-up crew. Yeah, buried at sea. <laughs> into, into the gutters. Yeah, let's be honest, Vettel wasn't slain any. <laughs> All right, we'll have a look at the footy then. Um, oh, I had a highlight of the week. Um, just very quickly, I know I sent you a message on it as well. I found that Barbecue Pitmasters Season 1 is on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest show to put on Netflix. I yep. don't get it at all. But I love that show because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And I mean, it's sort of like the food version of Duck Dynasty. A, a little bit. Because <laughs> it's all down south. But what I love is the production of it. Because they have to tell you 
every step of the way what they're doing. Yeah. And then like whenever they show you know the judging because it's all blind judging or whatever, and they go, all right, let's look at box number one. And then you've got Billy Bob in there, box number one, tweet and boop barbecue. That's me. Yep. <laughs> but he has to say it about four times yep. because every time they cut, they do it again. And you can tell it's like it's been eight takes and he cannot be fuck saying anymore. <laughs> What I love is it's a half-hour show for a cook where they have a 12-hour time limit. Yeah. So yeah. you can just... And what I love is they're all rush, rushing around and then you just know they're kicking back going, all right, check that in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm going to whittle some shit. I don't know. There was even one part where some bloke, they're cooking, you know, fucking ribs and whatever, brisket. And he goes, well, you got a couple of hours. Might make up some burgers. <laughs> he's, he's made some burgers because he's hungry. He's yeah. a big boy too. Yeah, no, it's like sex. It's only the start and the end you're interested in. Exactly yep. right. Not even the start. Um, all right, we'll go to the footy. It was a decent round of footy this week. Um, we'll start off on Thursday night uh, with the Cats just getting over the line by two points against Port. They put up, put up a good show. It's a shame that the focus of this match is all about the last well, minute. Or so with yeah, the, it's not at all because the Tigers aren't involved, so <laughs> I'm glad it's someone else. Uh, first of all, I was a really fan of these Thursday night matches. Um, you like them? Yeah, I really do like it. It sort of makes the week shorter, and it's sort of like a bonus. I forgot it was on until I was thinking of the TV, getting dinner in. I was like, footy, yes! Well, it's better it's than the footy show. Game. Yeah. It's better than the footy show. It actually is. Yeah. Um, I don't like my team playing on Thursday, though, but I like Thursday night <laughs> footy. Does that <laughs> yeah. make sense? Yeah. Because mm, yeah. like, when it's done, it's like, oh... Well, my, I've got nothing to look forward to yeah. for the rest of the weekend. Well, then, then you wake up the next day thinking it's Saturday, which is, uh, you know, not... That's a bonus. Yeah, it doesn't really help for productivity. Um, what did you make of the whole Dixon thing? Like, for starters, they're saying, you know, he couldn't hear the the, the yeah. warning or the clock or anything, but oh, shit. the problem was the camera was in the perfect position. You could see the countdown on the big yeah. screen, yeah. and it's right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you could have had a peek. First off, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yep. Secondly, I thought it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> like the game is coming down. Limp at the shop. It was going to be like extremely long. Um, but I mean, he did take too long. But the whole question was about when does the clock start? And I never really got a definitive answer about when it is supposed to start. Uh, is so- it umpire's discretion? No, it's as soon as he takes the mark. Right. Um, no, I thought it was as soon as he set the mark. No. Um, okay. As soon as he takes the mark, uh, unless, like, if, you know, the ball spills out or they've got to give the ball back to him, yep. if the umpire blows time off. Right. But it's yeah, as soon okay. as you're ready. Like, if he's knocked over and, you know, they've got to go collect the ball, then it doesn't start then. Or, yeah. you know, if you clear somebody out for the mark, you, you know, and all that kind of bullshit. So yep. it's pretty much up to umpire's interpretation. It, yeah. Yes. He, it is. It starts when he takes the mark, but the umpire can stop it. If right. that makes sense. <laughs> it makes about as much sense as any other rule. Any other rule exactly. Yeah. And I reckon the umpire was looking at his clock just ticking down. Oh, come on, motherfucker, come on. <laughs> ah, nah, you're stuffed. Um, and then the other was, uh, did I think it was Mitch Duncan, uh, run into the protected zone behind him. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah. But it's not like Charlie Dixon knew what was going on anyway. Yeah, I mean, isn't there a rule though also about, with like too many people on the mark? Like how close is that to be? Oh, it's about mark? eight different yeah. rules. They never enforced that one, so I'm like, eh, if I can enforce that one, then why not go behind and give him some shit? It, it didn't well, make a difference to him. Let's be honest, if they did enforce every rule in the AFL to the degree that it's supposed to be enforced, yeah. the game would be unplayable. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, the best thing with Charlie Dixon is just don't put him off at all. He fucks up himself just fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, 50 out is better than at the edge of the goal. Right spot. in front, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, what about Robbie Gray? He's, he's uh, not getting much love from the umpires these days. Uh, it's, it's getting to the point of almost the opposite Selwood. He's like the anti-Selwood. <laughs> there was a couple of good tackles on him. Yeah. Shane, the ball wasn't there, yep. though. <laughs> yeah, and the camera was right there. Umpire's right there. Nah, all good. Fair hold, play on. Still kicks three. He had a good day. He's, he's playing well, but yeah, you have to disheartened. I don't know why he's not more in the middle, though. Yeah. Well, it's been a few... Well, it's been just about the whole year we've been saying it. Yeah. Um, it, it might be just, look, we need more goals up forward. 
yeah. we've got more midfielders. We don't have more goal kickers. Well, this is true. And if anyone's going to be able to adapt to it, it's him and him and Wingard who can run in there and yeah. kick goals. And Wingard's injured at the minute, so yeah. mm. I do like Wingard in the middle though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a gun everywhere. Yeah. I think except Keep, for keeps know. him away from point posts but, as well. But he is a fifty goal small forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah fifty goals a year, but. Yeah, you know, maybe Robbie can kick sixty, Who and knows? good for a few goal assists a game as well, which is always handy because um, you can't just lock him down and think that that's going to stop the scoring. Yeah, um, the good signs for Port was uh, even with the Dangerwood um, midfield yeah. that uh, Geelong are running with, they still won cl- uh, centre clearances and clearances overall. Yeah, uh, which is really a testament to their um, their work rate around the around the guts. Yeah, and I mean they're not really a, a, a tall. Midfield, so uh, besides Paddy Ryder, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's, is it I a strategy or just sharking or something they definitely had to work on to, yeah. in order to take that to Geelong. Yeah, Paddy Ryder was good. Um, yeah, he uh, lost the hitouts, but I think he actually has dangerous uh, around the ground. Yeah, had a lot of impact in the the flow of the game. He, um, yeah, he's certainly an athlete um, there. Um, Mitch Duncan, all Australian, good yeah, chance. I reckon he's going close. Yeah, he's yeah. had a couple of like average games so yeah. far. Um, was it was it Cunico's first game as well? His first or second game? Second, I year. think. Um, I thought he did all right. He put his hand up, did something. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a great end to a, a good game, only because it's always a bit of controversy. And if it doesn't involve the Tigers, I'm always, I'm always <laughs> a fan of that. It was an exciting finish. It was amazing that uh, Dangerfield got that goal in the dying seconds or the, yeah. or the final minute. Yeah. It's amazing it wasn't touched. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> like, especially considering it's Jitter West, uh, Tigers weren't <laughs> nah, touched. Touched, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Ollie Wines had a blinder too. If Mitch yeah, Duncan's yeah. in all Australian con- uh, speculation, squad, squad, yeah, I'd say. you got to throw Dangerfield and Selwood in there as well, then, because they've well, been was it, without a doubt. Yeah. I think that goes so, without saying. An all Geelong yeah. midfield, close, yeah, close. I, I think those two guys are at the selection table, like making <laughs> making a decision on who actually gets in, or or the rest of them are asking who else can we put in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only one that comes to mind is Sloan. Oh, there's a lot of midfielders you can put in. I mean, yeah. Dusty Martin's doing all right. Yeah, um, he's, he's fair enough. Yep. Adam Trelaw's doing all right. Yeah, there's a few. No, fuck Trelaw. <laughs> um, but I think that was a very positive game for for Port. Um, both teams wasteful in front of goal, especially Big Tomahawk. Yeah. Missed some sitters. I mean, he's always been hit and miss, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, when he's got that confidence behind him, he's all right. But I don't know. Seems sometimes a little bit soft. Um, Motlop had a better game, but still, I think he's, He won't be there next year. Yeah. I struggle, yeah. I, I think mean, they're gonna. If Gary Ablett wants to come home, they will sell him in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, of course they will. Yeah, and anybody would. Mm, anybody fuck would. You. All right, on to Friday night, and uh, Hawthorne got out to a jump against the Swans and came back and kicked two late goals, which is amazing for our second halves this year. Yep, I was pretty surprised by that one. Four goals in the second half was enough. That's all we needed. Um, uh, it was a, uh, I mean, a close game, but it wasn't. It was a better game than they both played this season. It, it was 12th versus 16th, yeah, and it looked like Yeah. It. I think Swans were down to no bench at some stage, weren't they? Oh, they lost two. Two on the yeah. bench. Um, so that means, I, I had a look, I think they had uh, 10 less interchanges on the day. Uh, 16 less. Jeez. There you go, 72 to 88. Um, so yeah, no doubt it hurt. Like Especially um, young lad Lloyd, I think, went down in the first two minutes. Yeah. And then Sam Reid um, didn't come out after half time. Which is disappointing. Um, I thought Buddy was going to tear this apart. How good is he? Yeah. Like it, that was stupid because um, Swans were playing terrible, except mm. for Buddy Franklin. Yeah, he was the only reason they were within uh, a shot. Some of those goals where he's fifty-five out and they yeah. got three blokes around him, like all right, let's just corral him. 
It's yep. like Steph Curry shooting it from the halfway line. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, in order for him to kick those goals from 50 out, he still has to run down to the wing, do his own work, yeah. and make, make mm. the backman be a cannon and pull them down forward. Because you, you just can't really sit back and expect your, your midfield in order to be able to cover him when he comes yeah. forward. You it have is, to be accountable. It is good to watch, though. Like, uh, it, just it, running into the 50 and, fuck you! And well, he was always he had the favourable matchup on Gibson. He's just too fast, too tall. Um, Gibson had probably one of his better games for the year, but that's not saying much, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hawks killed the the disposals, and still, I mean, there's a lot of wasteful disposals. If you can, if you, I mean, there was almost like eighty more, or something like that. Anyway, it was a lot. Yeah, but you're still only getting that far ahead. And I'd, I'd love to see what the meters gained were for the possessions because it couldn't have been too much. Oh, there was a lot of around the back. It was great control. Um, in a way, but there was there was like eight kicks sideways and backwards before you went forward. It's kind of been their style this year, though, and, and not in a good way. In a way yeah. where it's like you figure it out, <laughs> <laughs> not hitting targets. though. Yeah. that's been the thing. But I think it was um, the difference uh, was more kicks, less handballs um, yeah. than, than usual. I mean, yeah, look at that, a hundred more kicks than handballs. Damn. Whereas usually it's pretty close. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit, that is quite significant, isn't it? It was but, funny uh, to watching Roughhead. Do a bit of a Frank the Tank. He's had a bit of a shit day. Puts through the winning goal and just puts the fist in the air, going, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" So it just says something. Doesn't it? You've had a quiet day. I don't. I don't know if he took a mark before that. Certainly not a contested one. Um, no. But it, uh, it just goes to show that when it's your time, all you need to do is kick it straight. Come at the man. Come at the hour. hour come at the man. Or That's something. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, wasn't it something that, like you said, I, for mine, Buddy Franklin was clearly best on ground. Oh, yeah. so Sean, Sean Burgoyne was just behind him. The, yeah. two, the two number 67s. Well, Burgoyne, he, I mean, he's he's been putting his hand up. He's still got the skill, like that, that I mean, it's what's called smooth. Well, I mean, they call him Silk. Yeah, he's still got that skill and it's still showing it, but the team's falling around behind him. And we yeah. have to be more, more of a bigger role, more responsibility. And he's just getting too old to be able to carry that week in, week out. Uh, what about the Swans now? Do they just turn the season around and go, all right, we've got to play young people, we've got to figure out where we go in the next year, well, two years, three years? They have to get years. 10 wins from here if well, they're going to make finals. I don't think they will. They're already playing the young kids. I mean, yep. that's part of their problem. Um, I mean, what were Richmond when they made that? Remember they made that big run? 11 in a row, I think yeah. it was. Something like that. And they were three and nine. Yeah. So the Swans are three and seven. So the template's there. However, I mean, it's it's yeah. a long way. If Richmond wrote a template, I wouldn't be following it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what, at what point do they get a new coach? Start looking for a new coach. Uh, he's got this year, without a doubt. They're not going to sack him. But if you know, let's say they finish tenth, yeah, he needs to make finals next year. You can't yeah. have two years out. Yeah, that's it's what, in the Buckley contract. At what point the Gold Coast go? Yeah, no, he's a good coach. We'll take him <laughs> <laughs> at any stage at all. Yeah. Any stage at all, because we, we everyone knows who the next coach of Sydney is. It's Stewie Jew. It's just a matter yeah. of what year. Yeah, actually, I just realised if he does get sacked. North's probably going to be the one yeah, offering yeah, him. Yeah, yep. Fuck. Uh, well, I, I don't think uh, Brad will allow that, would he? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I don't know what Brad allows, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. He's definitely running it down there. Um, yeah, it was a it was a scrappy old game, but... Um, I, it, I found it entertaining. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. It were two teams that were as bad as each other. Yeah. It wasn't pretty footy. No. Some of it was quite abysmal, actually. It, it, was, it was quite a whole load of... Uh, frantic activity to go nowhere a lot of the time. A lot of the time. Absolutely it was. Which I, I don't mind that. It's a bit Benny Hill. But, uh, uh, Zach, fun. Zach Jones has got to count his lucky stars. Mm. So much roll the uh, chef pussy, uh, chef Chest puffing? Chest pu- puffing. God damn it. Chef uh, busting? Yeah. Uh, during the week about the AFL, about getting rid of the, the gut, tummy punches and stuff like that. Yeah. Zach Jones gives the best one we've seen in years. <laughs> and they're like, 
Ah, it's another fine, yeah. isn't it? Hey, hey, fooled you, fooled you. Although, to be honest, they did. They came out on Tuesday, I think, and said we're going to change the rules. Came out on Thursday, and went. Ah. Yeah, psych. I think uh, I think Ben Cunnington's already put another ten grand in the kitty. Just saying, all right, let me know when that runs out. I think the uh, MRP are going to send Luke Hodge uh, a thank you letter as well because uh, I think he's got about ten grand for him so far this year. Yeah, blokes keep hitting him, and they're like, "Well, that's fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred a year." He's a retainer from the bad MRP, <laughs> setting up his career afterwards. Yeah. I think he's still ahead. You reckon what he's given? Yeah. No, because he doesn't get fines; he gets games. No, <laughs> yeah, that's why they they don't like him so because pro- he's he's just getting the return the return leg now. <laughs> Everyone's fixing him up because I think it's his last year. Well, I, and I think they're going close to it. Um, well, that's what happened with Lloyd. So they're like, shit, got to get him quick. Otherwise, he, he could be in and out. Exactly, exactly. Um, geez, uh, Swans fans turned on Callum Mills quick, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. it happens. All eight of them. <laughs> uh, you, you shank one kick into your yesterday's news. But anyway, I think Dean Towers is very happy because now he's not the um, red-headed stepchild. But anyway. Yeah, imagine trying to get out of the ground at the SAG. Like if you drove to the match, ima- like imagine how hard it would be to pick your silver Mercedes four wheel drive. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's over- oh shit, there's eight thousand of them. No trains to the SCG unless it's changed since you know, fifteen years since I've been there. It's yeah. all buses. Oh shit. But anyway, uh, on to Saturday at Etihad Stadium, Bulldogs versus the Saints with the roof open at Etihad. Yep. So I, I went to this game. It's the first uh, day Etihad game I've been to with the roof open for. 10 years, I reckon. Long time, yeah. I don't remember the last um, one. No, I don't think it was last year I went to one. Uh, made it feel a bit cold, but anyway, we had beautiful views of the ground from the third level. Yeah, right got to middle. watch some really, really shit footy. It was horrible. beautiful views. <laughs> it was terrible. Now, just, I just, the turnovers, like, I don't know if Bulldogs thought Robertson was playing for him or <laughs> they just managed to pick him out. They made him look really, really good. Like, amazing. He was getting possessions all over the ground. Yeah. Like, leading out and Bulldogs hitting him right on the chest. Uh, but the thing is, no matter how far the Saints got ahead, you just know they're going to be able to play four quarters. Yeah. And sooner or later, mm-hmm. the Bulldogs are going to get their shit together and, and then Saints are going to have to really step up. Sid Johannesson's put uh, a big request in. What's that? For the paycheck. He's but, asking for big money, is he? Well, apparently he's on... They, well, you never really know with the AFL media. But uh, they're saying he's on between five and 700 and he's asking for one uh, yeah. per season. You're allowed to ask. Fuck yeah. Norm Smith medalist. Exactly so. And look, there are... Plenty of teams looking for a line breaker, uh, speedy back flanker. And there's a twenty percent bump coming in the yeah. salary cap. And I, I honestly think that's where the Bulldogs, if they're vulnerable, and they are, it's going to be retention of some of those players. Yeah, of course it is. Um, there'll be some that'll want to hang around, um, you know, to keep the team together. But they've already lost what, two or three from their premiership side. Mm. And yeah, it was sad to see uh, Bob Murphy go down as well. Yeah. I mean, you got best possible news today, I think, which is, mm. you know, four weeks um, rather than 10 or something. But and if you want to see him go down, you want it to be now, not like, you yeah. know, during not finals. before finals. <laughs> He's playing good too. The yeah. thing with yep. uh, with their list management, you get guys like Stringer. Now, if he plays like he did on the weekend, well, you know, a bit standard, more consistently. Absolute standout. Yeah, if he plays that every week, shit, yeah, he's worth top dollar. But the problem is he can play like that one week and next week he might get three touches. Yeah, but everyone was the same this game. Even like Pickham was making some easy mistakes, mm. people fumbling yeah. the football. Um, even that a young fella, what was his name? Tommy English? Yeah, so he's first gamer. First gamer, yeah. He put his head over the ball and did his best. Yeah. He's only a string bean, but he? didn't take a step, step backwards. So you're always happy to see someone like that who's going to put in that effort, especially when there's... Uh, 
you know, a bit of problems with Hill putting effort around I Western Bulldogs at the moment. I think he was very appreciative that the roof was open because he needs a bit of a stand. <laughs> yeah, yep. He's white on rice, that one. Um, <laughs> mate Nunes as well with 35. Yeah, yeah. Nunes being put in a good effort. Um, also, Paddy McCartan. The lesser Jack. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a few Jacks. Paddy McCartan, we've been talking bad about him. Um, how do you think he, how do you think he went? I, I didn't like it, to be honest. What pissed me off the most was that he's fighting for his position and he was playing for free kicks in yeah. the first quarter, but he did have some really nice set shots for goal when, when they needed him too. But just uh, I'm still not, not sure. Kicked one. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand they, they reckon they got to play him just so he, he can get right, you know, Yeah. Um, at AFL level. But he's not, he's certainly not at the standard yet. Well, I almost feel like if you're not really performing... Like talent wise, that well, then you at least have to show effort, show endeavor, yeah. and show something. And when you're just playing for those cheap free kicks, and look, there are heaps of people doing it, Tigers are yep. just as bad as, as everyone. Um, but from someone who's already under the microscope, you've got to show that you're, you're here and you're serious and you really want to not be given what you're. What yeah. your you want to be, you know, like those big full forwards of old. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Plugger. Plugger never got free kicks. No, no. Um, be like Plugger. To be honest, he, he gave out a few. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he yeah. didn't get he, as many paid against him as he probably should have. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't think he was good enough, to be honest. Um, however, on the good news for the Saints, I thought that was Sam Gilbert's best game. Yeah, he did. Best played, game I've seen for a long time. Played quite, quite well, yeah. Um, got a couple of goals kicked on him, but uh, it wasn't through his lack of effort. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he you know won a lot of one-on-ones yeah. um, that really made a difference. Um, not enough of a difference. I thought Longer found his a bit more rhythm this game. Knew his capabilities. Knew what he what he was there to do. Uh, he's never going to be that much of a threat, uh, making people account for him around the yeah. around the ground. But got a, got his fair share of hitouts and um, got got enough of the ball. I think it was like fifteen handballs or something like that. Sorry. So he's not trying to kick it because he can't kick for shit. <laughs> so that's all you want from your big man. What uh, frustrated me about this and quite a few other games as well was how shit the tackling was. Like yeah. uh, it's easy yeah. to say. Saints won the tackle count uh, dramatically, but most of those tackles, the ball didn't spill. Yeah, they were able to handball out of the tackle. To me, that's not a tackle. Actually, the, the Hawthorne game, Hawthorne was shocking at that. Oh, it was hideous. But, hideous. Um, yeah, you notice in this game, there was uh, they, the umpires did let a lot of it go, which I didn't mind. Yeah, um, because it was a scrappy enough game as it was. So, yeah. you know, try and get the ball moving. But uh, I think the Saints really lost this in the first quarter. Yeah, they were so much cleaner and crisper, but yeah. only put two goals on the board. Well, they got they got possession at good spots from turnovers, yeah. and then they managed to just kick it to the congested part, congested part of their forward fifty. When you've got old mate around the back, yeah. uh, you know, two on one positions, and not, can't can't go there. Yeah. And it was almost like I almost feel bad for Montagna because he's trying to direct them where they should go. They kick it straight to him. He's yeah. like, I don't want it. You know, kick yeah. it over there where we actually got a, got a chance to open up the the field. And so I feel like they just weren't. I mean, and I fucking hate when the commentators always go, no, what you got to do is you lower your eyes. It's almost like a contest yeah. of how they can set up some sort of premise so they can just put that in there. You've got to widen your eyes, guys. Yeah. Get around the ground. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, all right, on to uh, Melbourne and the Suns. Looked like a great contest uh, for most of the day once they sort of sorted themselves out. Um, but Melbourne just came home with a wet sail. Yeah, well, it was all about the accuracy of Gold Coast keeping them in it, really. <laughs> um, I don't know how much it was legit, you know, them going to win. But for Gold Coast, you just want to see those people put in effort. And Abel wasn't playing, so... Yeah. Was he? Abel was playing, was he? No, he's no, not playing. Yeah. Little Jeffy Garlett. Well... He, he had his best game in a while. He did. He kicked five. Five goals, four. It's not a bad yeah. turnout. And some um, of those shots were bullshit um, shots well, that he shouldn't have got. But the one did. that made the highlight reel is little um, <laughs> off the outside of the boot. 
kick it in your left, mate. I know yeah. you're only two metres out, but there's a couple of those. You're like, mate, that's what I left boots for. But it goes through the middle, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, and Melbourne at the moment will take anyone they can get. Yeah. Well, for a small forward to have nine scoring shots, it means you've had a good day. Yeah, and I mean, in the last half, it was at 14 goals they kicked. And yeah. I don't think you can really win a game if you're giving up 14 yeah. goals in a half of football. Well, doesn't matter which half it is. Not just that. I mean, Melbourne kicked nine goals 10 to three-quarter time and kicked nine goals four in the final term. Wow. It says you're running on over them, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And that's without uh, Hogan and Gorn, obviously. Yep. And uh, old, old Ede had had enough uh, at half-time getting a massage. Going, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you. who knows how long he's going to be a coach for. Yep. Make the most of the, the perks while you got him. It'd be funny if he like just claims, you know, fucked up his neck, trying to get some compo, <laughs> a bit whiplash. <laughs> and he's got a lot of uh, footage from the exactly. Channel 7 Exactly, so he did it on there. So yeah, you saw it. You saw it, Your Honour. He might have broken a hand too. He tried to punch a wall and didn't quite get through it like, like, like Clarko does <laughs> that's, that's well, the moment it's like shit I'm getting old <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it that's like when Gilchrist dropped that dropped the one catch yeah. went, well that means I'm done yep <laughs> old mate Pedo too um, got absolutely smashed in the ruck well wow. but, um, but he, he was alright around the ground he got 19 touches um, you know I, I thought he did quite well 8 kicks which is pretty good for him yeah he's getting um, look he, 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 again he's like McKernan he's uh, a stopgap and he knows he's a stopgap but uh, I thought Oliver has again um, shown that it's not a one-off for him. Yep. Um, he's having he's stringing you know weeks and weeks together uh, of great games. Yeah, and he's the one talent that you really want to try and get your hands on. Like everyone talks about getting Dusty and that and whatever. <laughs> now, throw him a million and a half dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> he and Petrarca, uh, a good team. Take them both. <laughs> Two for eight. Straight swap. Petrarca <laughs> and Oliver for Martin. There we go. Done it. <laughs> You had to think about it, though. Yeah, well, two for one, we, we need players. <laughs> yep, yeah, true. Well, yeah, Max Gorn and uh, Dusty could have the same barber. Hmm. Do you reckon Dusty can grow a beard? Um, mm. but, but if you've got neck tattoos, yeah. you've got to stay away from the beard, That's don't you? That's I thought, too, yeah. You've got to show them off. Especially, they're, they're pretty good artwork there, too. He's not like, uh, you know, some see tattoos, you see some tattoos, you're like, yeah, it's like, all right. These look like they're fucking, I don't know. One of the one of the best around the AFL at the moment. Well, to be fair, if you're the tattoo artist, you're not fucking up his, are you? Uh, yeah, you end, you end up in a barrel. I don't know. I mean, there are some pretty shit tattoos <laughs> going around those those parts. All right, we'll move on to Dreamtime at the G, um, which uh, the, the Tigers put it on <laughs> in the last term. Uh, no fade out this time. No. Although it was tempting fate when, uh, <laughs> they, what was it, Nankervis kicked the sealer and they said, they can't lose it from yeah, here. Like, There's two minutes to go. Ooh. I'm like, Jesus yeah, Christ. That's a big call. <laughs> but Nankervis has been pretty steady kick from, from outside 50s. It's not, not too bad. And uh, old, old Koch with the don't argue on Waller. How about that one? Yeah. I know. I, I feel sorry for um, Tip and Woody in, yeah. in this game because obviously he's having a great year. Yeah. An absolute great year. Um, and the commentators are riding him and, you know, where's Tipper? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? If, if this happened in the NFL, it'd be a movie already. Yeah, pretty much. And then this is Indigenous round. And like, oh, what's Tipper going to do today? Yeah. And he had an off day. Yeah. And they're, like, they'll focus on him so much and he just couldn't do it. Yeah. And then Trent Cotchin gives him the big don't argue. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's just got to hurt your... Hurt your uh courage when you get yeah. up from that way like oh shit well because it's culture and it's more of a please don't disagree with me but um, yeah. Yeah. So it was dusty it's almost like getting dunked on <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you you sell the game as a tie you, you felt nervous going in or was it like well, well fuck it we're going to lose anyway what does it matter just look no I was confident going into the game but half time not confident at all if we're kicking points like that and they're staying in it 
um, you're like, we've got to find a way to fuck this up. It's almost a certainty. I think one of the big factors was Brandon Ellis actually having a cracking game. I was going to say, um, I know Dusty got the medal. Yeah. Brandon Ellis, for me, was just about there. Yeah, as yeah I thought he was, especially considering... A lot of times he's been a liability, and yep. like we've always said, not from, from effort. Whatever he's done to turn that around, you know, you got to focus, whatever, hold, hold on to that because he can be a very uh, needed player in that role, especially like pushing the ball forward, finding space, um, not panicking as well, which is a big change for him. And I, I've been on his back, back for sure, and even trying to kick on his left now, which is always <laughs> handy. He's starting to actually get good at it. <laughs> Joe Watson had uh, 28 touches. I'll tell you what, I, I don't think many of them were very effective. Nah, he's looking a little bit slow. I think yeah. he looks like he's quit. Well, I mean... He had a couple of bad he, frees paid against him too. I say, yeah. I say bad because they were probably 50-50s, but he just looked like, oh, come on, this is bullshit. And they had that sort of look where someone's just saying, why do I even bother? He's always seemed a bit punchy though. Punchy? A bit punch drunk, you know. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't. He's looked a little Forrest Gumpish. Yeah, yes. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> yep. He's always had that look about him. Not yes. saying that's the way he's acted. But. It's like it was lucky he put more effort in football than maths. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough to say. Well, obviously, we know everything that Essen has been through, and he was at the front of it, yeah. at the face of the club at the time. So yep. he's been through a lot, you know, in the week, in the year off, and that kind of stuff. And he's come back. It does look like he's come back just to say he did. Yeah, and it's almost like what they say about fighters. When if you're thinking about retiring, then you should retire. You that, that's the answer. Uh, also, Basha Hawley had another decent game this year, which is uh, proving some sort of consistency there. And I was one that thought he probably would have been out this or next or, season. Or looking to move yeah. on. Now he's, now he's earning his spot, and, and we need people like him to be able to step up. Well, I think that's really what's changed for Richmond this year and why they're going so well. Because you know, I, I thought they'd be two wins at this stage of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's guys like Basher and uh, Griggs yeah. who are just making smarter decisions. Yeah, and I mean, Grigg, he's always going to be selfish in, in the forward 50, yeah. but around around sort of setting up the zone for the rebound, he's been very handy in directing like our team, almost being yeah like that that older statesman there. Instead of just being a bit bit selfish, he's learned how to you know do that effort off the ball when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. The back line is working damn well at the moment. Oh, well, I mean, with Rance running the show, and yeah. I've always been a big fan of Dylan Grimes. Yeah. Um, he is an absolute workhorse, and he's got that wiry backman-like Dustin yeah. Fletcher. <laughs> he's slowly working into, uh, building into his body, though. Yeah, get there, get there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody can underestimate Rance. Anyone that says, yeah. you know, um, he, he's not as good as everyone says he is, is clearly delusional. And yep. um, on the, uh, the other side of the scale, if uh, Tipper got his tackle broke... Little uh, Rioli certainly didn't. He had some nice tackles. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, he's been uh, doing that all season. His ability to understand the flow of the game has yep. been the big difference now and having that confidence behind him. Still not much to him, but he's very good in, in small spaces. Yeah, uh, He just mm-hmm. figures his way out through the crowd. Which uh, will be handy once Bruce comes after him. Yeah, but what all this this sort of pressure from these like mid-tier players stepping up is there's not really a whole lot of room for Lloyd now. Uh, I don't think he was on the ground for a whole lot of time and didn't manage to get that many possessions. I mean, he's got a a game-winning kick under his belt, but I mean, that's only run so long. I still think you need him there because he is that goal-hungry, like, I'm going to go kick this. Um, And there's a place for those kind of players. But I think what hurt him was Josh Caddy, who was, um, in a way, yeah, and made other mistakes as well. It was the best bad game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was um, almost Taylor Hunt-esque. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he was almost costing them the game because the opportunities that he was missing was ones that they sh- should have got. Yeah. And you know, there was even times where he was taking marks in front of Reed Walt, 
and that kind of stuff and like yeah. mate he's the full forward he's the one that gets it but yeah Jack didn't have a, a he was quite patchy as well I thought very much so I mean he missed one from the edge of the goal square mm. just about um it's absolutely criminal. And, you know, with Richo on commentary as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, what's Richo going to say, though? Uh, yeah, that can happen. Once yeah. the, I would have kicked that. Mm, once the little minor. man in your head, and you go on about the little man in your head. I did give him a pair of my boots, boys. Before he starts talking about professional bouncers and all that kind of bullshit. <laughs> oh, jeez, wasn't that? The, the less Richo talks, the better, I think. Yeah. But anyway, he's, he's a lovely bloke. He's a good bloke to have around the club. Yep. One of those ones. Um, this game was going on the same time as Adelaide versus Frio. Uh, do we need to say anything about that game? I think Frio was watching this game too. Well, oh, hey, look, they wish I, they were. I think sort of the scoreline almost flatters Frio because yeah. towards the end there, it was looking they were kicking one goal for the whole game. Or, uh, would they have two goals to halftime? Two goals, sorry. Yeah. yeah. It looked like it was 100 points was still a flattering margin for, for Frio, I thought. 100 points considering the downpour that the game started in as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. I mean, you have a look at the scoreline twenty twenty three, and you say um, the crows have been wasteful. But really, with with that kind of uh, weather, yeah, like to kick twenty goals is unbelievably good. I thought it was a bit rough. Text busting out the deck chair. <laughs> like, mate, come on, <laughs> come back with a pint of beer. I don't blame it all. I mean, um, I you know I was on Reddit when I was watching both games. I sort of went over yeah. to the Adelaide one and went. By the way, guys, the other game's pretty decent. Yeah. Actually, I saw on Reddit the. Uh, you know, have the halftime sort of interviews with the players, not interviews yep. with the players. It's uh, the, sit the, down the pieces, yeah, yeah, with, and they give them the quiz about you know who's the who's the biggest uh, the, goal the kicker for, <laughs> yeah. goal kicker for Richmond yeah. like, in the history. And they've gone, uh, you know, uh, Richo was the one they picked a lot time, a lot of times. Yeah. Um, a few Bartlett's, yeah, a couple of Bartlett's because that's probably who Some they knew. Roaches, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah. T- Taylor Walker. Ivan Marich. <laughs> he deadpanned it too. He did well. I'm going to ruin it for you though. That's from a couple of years ago. Is it? Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Fife set a record for the most clangers ever recorded did in the really? game. Mm. 13, wow. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. And I think most of it, I think nine of them were in the first quarter, giving away free kicks and damn. that kind of shit. Um, but geez, it, yeah, it looked bad without Sandy there. Maybe but, he's just doing his best to try and fit himself in the salary cap of some other team. Maybe. Um, I, I know there's a lot of teams that would jump at uh, taking uh, five 13 clangers with yeah. them. Oh, dude, St. Kilda will find a way to ruin him. I think the only surprise about this game was Eddie Betts didn't kick goal of the year because he's done it in each of the last two years. Yep, he's done it every round this year so far. <laughs> um, he's uh, second on the Coleman. Yeah. And now that uh, Josh Kennedy's injured, yep. uh, but Buddy's still there. Anyway. Between the between the Rory's and the Crouches, they had 130 possessions. Very unimaginative when it comes to the team sheet at Adelaide, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mm. But uh, the Crouches has been stepping up uh, every every single game this yeah. season. And it was almost... It's it, the right it, time for it. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, It took them a couple of years just to... They're always big bodies, but maybe just sort of have that confidence or figure out how they, they fit into that, that game plan, and mm. now they've, they've mastered it. And that's almost taken a little bit of the pressure off of Sloan and players, players like that, so they can be free to, to be a bit more, like, then show the natural flair. Well, it's still, um, you know, the two games they lost was when Sloan got tagged out of it. Yeah. So they've had to readjust and go, right, we can't let that be the be-all and end-all of our side. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think the show's good coaching. He had a fucking day out, though. Like, to get 30 touches, <clears throat> got a couple of goals as well, to go with five marks and 13 tackles. So he was just around the ball all damn day. I don't think he actually went on the bench. Probably not. I mean, they all had a day out there. I mean, you won by 100. Yeah. Um, he, you can say, he's got all those stats. Probably wasn't even best on ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, the other Rory got uh, 37 touches. 
Uh, only four tackles, though, and no goals, so fuck him. He wasn't doing that good. Useless. Slacking <laughs> off, he was. Um, speaking about games that nobody watched, um, the next is Collingwood and Brisbane. Um, I think the most exciting thing about this game was uh, BT saying that the goal <laughs> on the siren got him up um, yeah. by 45 points. It's a big goal. I mean, you're talking about the umpires making up the rules as they go along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> BT's making up the commentary as he goes along now these days. Well, He's got to keep himself interested. The, shame, the sad thing about that is there's some poor production assistant who got absolutely reamed as soon as they went off air for that. Because yeah. obviously BT wasn't watching the game. Yeah. They just fed him, you know, here's your stuff. Yeah. You know, say this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, somebody got the absolute full bristle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's account got hacked. Um, but Collingwood uh, wastefulness kept uh, Brisbane in the game. You have a look at three quarter time, eleven sixteen to ten six. Um, that's Brisbane making the most of the opportunities. Mm, yeah. Um, but uh, end of the day, I mean, class just wins out, doesn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, it was just the same old uh, heads at Collingwood that managed to turn around for them. Yeah. So I mean, they've got definitely not the. The skeleton there of their team, but a bit of an inconsistency when the season's going on for the rest of the players. They've got a starting midfield. They've got yeah. a starting midfield that anybody would be jealous of with uh, Adams, Pendlebury, Trelaw, side bottom. Yeah. Um, they've just got to get some bookends. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's a fair call. And, I mean, who do they really get to fix that up? Well, they've got a, Darcy Moore is who they've got. I mean, yeah. they had Travis Cloak, but getting, he was useless. Yeah, yeah. In the last couple of years. But there, even but going around, there's not really a, a whole lot that's available that they can get. You see, they're going to recruit or. I mean, I don't see who, who they're going to get to fix these problems. Uh, when they get Magic Door next year <laughs> on a five-year contract, that'll be good for them. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, Hipwood uh, continued kicking some nice goals uh, from outside 50. Actually, there was a couple of nice goals in the game. So there's a couple of highlights there, but yeah, it was uh, a game that I was never going to watch. Nope. Yeah, young Daniel Wells did pretty well again. Young Daniel Wells, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the young lad, uh, yeah, you you know, pretty good for someone who's serving five weeks out for a VFL incident. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true North fan, um, which we'll get to North and Carlton on uh, on the Sunday. Uh, North looked like that was a little bit too easy for him, but geez, Carlton play well in bursts. They did. Uh, we mentioned what was going to be mentioned at the start of the show. Uh, Boomer Harvey turns up to the match in the coach's box after a day of getting a lazy 54 touches and kicking nine goals. 54 and nine. Um, nine goals, five. So he's had 14 shots. Yeah. By the time he got the coach's box, it was 65 possessions and 12 <laughs> goals. <laughs> he, he brought the boots along just in case. I, I told you. Is he playing? Is it the Northern Football League? Yeah. Is yeah, that what NFL. it is? Yeah. Um, it was a real mistake paying him per possession, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the worst part is they're in Div 2. Um, yeah. And they actually were without their top ruckman because the, the top ruckman took uh, the tip of his finger off with a circular saw on a Friday. <laughs> Jesus That's great, isn't it? <laughs> how how bush league footy is that? Um, I, I saw somebody mention that, and uh, they were talking about you know all those kind of things that you hear. Yeah. One of the best ones of those I ever heard was I happened to be watching netball once, or it was on, and they said you know this player has been great, but unfortunately she's out with pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought that was hilarious. We just forget about that's a, a possible thing that happened. It's like oh, it's like doing a knee. You're out yeah. for a year yep. at least. Yeah, true. <laughs> it might not be the same when you come back. Um, but anyway, I mean it's a. a a great game, actually. Um, it was a very highly skilled game. You consider that um, positions. Except for Lockie Hanson, he gave you the shits a couple of times. You consider that you know Hawthorne, Sydney, Carlton, North, all around the same in the ladder. Yeah. This had much higher skill than the Friday night game. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I think half of that was just Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> he got some yeah. class when he needs to. Yeah, he had a nice lucky bounce. Oh, wasn't it? That leg break yeah. that was unbelievable. But uh, that th- was a gadding ball. 38 touches, three goals. It, sometimes Damn. it's a shame you can only get three votes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, someone that deserved it. And Mark Murphy always puts his hand up week in, week out. And Carlton, just not enough to get over the line, which is from that sort of comeback, you expect momentum to be able to carry them because North yeah. have had that sort of ability to fade off in that last quarter. But so it showed hard on both teams for Carlton to be able to come back for after that halftime mm. and for North to be able to just wrestle wrestle enough back into to, into victory. Speaking of uh, not getting over the line, you see Weedering's move? No. Oh, uh, tapping it back in. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. I can only assume How he dumb. had a brain fade thinking he was in the forward line. Um, running with a fly to the ball, I think it was uh, might have been Higgins kicking it, and he's sort of touched the ball maybe ten centimeters inside the line. Instead of taking the mark or juggling it over, he's tapped it back in to the goal square. All I can think is he thought I need to get a hand on this, and didn't think where am I going to hit it to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Taylor Garner had given up on the ball and just sort of went, oh, stuck his foot out, goal. <laughs> he couldn't believe his luck. It's one of those ones he's almost kicked it by accident. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one of those ones where you're like, geez, I should buy that bloke a beer. But between Garner and uh, Trent Dumont, um, both had great games. And I think they went a long way um, to getting North over the line. He's getting those extra efforts from those guys mm. that uh, you don't expect. Yeah, Garner's always had the talent. He just hasn't had the consistency to be on the on the pitch because he's yeah. been, been injured so often. Yeah, He's only had seven kicks, but three of them have been goals. It's not a bad effort. Yeah. yeah um, the most frustrating thing for me is... Uh, Lockie Hansen, he had some great passages of play and then some terrible fuck-ups. There was another big moment. Oh, sorry. You going to say? I was, Atley was similar too. He, um, he's still the in the old-style Bashahuli in that he runs and then looks for someone. Yeah. yeah oh, there was a couple of shockers of those um, on the weekend where I'm going to keep running, I'm going to keep running, and uh, <laughs> well, all those options are gone now. <laughs> Del Forrest Gump. Del Forrest Gump. <laughs> keep running. Yeah. Um, there's another interesting moment in this game as well with Jack Silvani giving the palm off to Zebel. Yeah, that... Honestly, there was some terrible fucking tackling on, on this game, and there's no excuse for it. Um, yeah. Zebel, especially, is generally one of the better tacklers. That's what I thought too. Like, I know he would he have 29 touches or something, and I saw he, he made the votes in the coaches. Yeah. I thought Jack Zebel was a little bit disappointing. In only the way that he should be dominating like Dusty does. Yeah, yeah, he should be. And especially, you just can't let Jack Silvani do that too because yeah. the boys will not let you forget about it during the week. <laughs> I'm going to say, nothing against Jack Silvani. He's going to be a classy player, but he's a second-year player and he's undersized. Yeah. And to give, him to give you the palm off just yeah. says that you're taking things too easy. Yeah, and he's not hiding some intimidating muscles under no. those long sleeves. No, I think so. No. Uh, what I actually did like, uh, Cunnington and Woods, yep. three shit quarters. Like, uh, their first three quarters were utterly terrible. I think Cunnington had, I think, uh, maybe three possessions until three-quarter time. Yeah. But in the last quarter, they've gone, nah, not having this, and uh, managed to turn it on. Uh, Wood especially had a great last quarter, kicked a couple of nice ones. Yep. Uh, and Cunnington just started doing what he started tends playing. to do. Just um, grunted it out. Um, on that, it, I was surprised that North were able to come back so strongly after giving up such a massive third-quarter lead. Yeah. Um, it shows, you know, um, some resolve in the players, but also like the, the coaching staff have got to take some of the credit for that as well. Yeah, well, I mean, just alone, you'd be scared of what uh, Prescott would be saying to you <laughs> after the game if you fucked that one up. Um, well, I think uh, I'm going to pump up my own tyres because I, I said this in, I think, round one, that North had struggled until about now with fitness because of so many injuries during preseason. So it's just uh, they're just getting the fitness back in the legs now, and I reckon you know they're, they're going to be good for the bye. Um, what about Goldie? Yeah, what did you make of Goldie's game? I, His I thought, ankle's still fucked. I think Cruiser definitely had the... Oh, Cruiser yeah, dominated. Yeah. Um, Goldie wasn't even the second best ruckman on the field. Um, I did see a few times he looked really uncomfortable trying to kick the ball. Um, yeah. I still think his ankle's cactus, which it absolutely boggles my mind why they're not playing 
Proust, especially because he, he had another belter in uh, in the VFL. Yeah, it's getting sick of saying <laughs> it. Um, at least he was in the squad this week. Yeah, you know. so he was needed, wasn't he? Yeah, I'd, I, I don't know. Uh, Magic do had a decent game too, but... Who? Yeah, he, he's, he's probably not getting another game for North. No, I don't think so either. Uh, which is a shame because I think he... He could be something. Uh, they put a lot of effort into him. Yeah, I think the only reason that. he gets another game is if you know, they're trying to audition him for another team. Yeah, pretty much. Might pump up his uh, price in the last four or five rounds yeah. if uh, finals are off the off the table. And look, to be honest, they probably are. Yeah, I would like to see another team pick him up just because I think he he can offer something. He's an athlete. Like yeah. an NBL team might pick him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> football background. Yeah, um, and on to the final one. It could have been game of the round, if not game of the year. Um, West Coast and the Giants and the Giants getting their first ever win over West Coast um, over there especially uh, yeah over there um, with the amount of injuries they've got as well I think they have 26 players to pick from yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but how, how was this game this was a brilliant game um, you have a look at the last quarter what was it uh, 11 goals kicked 10 goals kicked uh, in the last quarter and most of it was just goal for goal um, that, yeah. until finally the Giants strung two together Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And that seemed to be enough. But what a game. Yeah, only five points kicked after halftime, I think. Um, but uh, way to possession uh, really had it for, for the Giants. Young uh, young Boomer Kelly had a blinder. <laughs> he is. He's doing uh, everything he can to justify the price tag that North have put on him. See, at the start of the season, people have gone, nine million for who? Yeah, a little bit. Yep. And uh, suddenly North recruiting people look like they're precognitive. Because uh, he's, he's had a breakout season. They've jumped the gun a little bit. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't have signed him in round one. I was going to say, that, that'll be the the buying low. Um, uh, if they were able to actually make him sign that contract. Because mm. uh, now there'll be a few people that go, yeah, yeah I reckon we <laughs> could justify <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is, as has been shown so often, when uh, a club puts out this big uh, multi-million dollar bid, Someone else always swoops in and gets it. Um, <laughs> you, you say that as a North Melbourne supporter. I mean, I don't think there are Collingwood su- supporters that are thinking yeah. the same thing. No, that's true. Although, Certainly not Sydney supporters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, again, I, I don't fault North for putting the numbers in front of them. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think it's actually been very bold like, uh, that North are chasing a lot of big talent out there. Yeah, fucking um, go for it. they got like salary cap space. I think uh, we're going to have to give someone a pay rise next year if, uh, if, if we you don't, don't get talent, talent yeah. just to make sure we're paying the right amount of salary cap. Paying the minimum, There's yeah. going to be some bootstrapper going, oh, fuck, 50 grand, geez, I'll take that. Um, but I think that the worst news for West Coast is obviously uh, Kennedy, Josh, Kennedy. Josh Kennedy going down. Yep. Um, I haven't seen the medical report, um, but it sounds like calf, not Achilles, which is 
strangely probably good news. Yeah. Well, if it's Achilles, it's season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and maybe never right again. If it's calf, and even if it's a, a hell of a strain. Well, it sounds, be, it he, sounds bad. I mean, yeah. He, he, looks, he looks like he plays the dodgy calf anyway, so. Is <laughs> this going to fix him up? Let's be honest. <laughs> He'd come back kicking like Matthew Lloyd or something. Um, Toby Green's only kicked two goals, but they were both from the boundary line and both from about 50. He was massive. Not a bad effort. Um, um, look, uh, everyone gets uh, stuck in him saying he's a, a dirty little bastard. Oh, he is. Yeah. He is, yeah. but he can play. Yeah, fucking oath he can play. Yep. Um, he can be a dirty little bastard on my team any day of the week. Every team's got that dirty little shithead. Or a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, yeah. You've outsourced yours. <laughs> Uh, one of them playing this week was a uh, was a record for the most thirty possessions in a row. No, uh, career, career. Yeah, uh, Sam Mitchell overtook uh, Robert Harvey. Mm. Um, I, I like again something you know he's got. I think it's one hundred and eighteen or something like that. Yeah, and you know. Always, I'd love Facebook comments just reading like, yeah, they weren't as good as Harvey's, and you know, he got his in a year. Like, mate, yeah. no, no. It's like you can remember every, just no, no. You just, can remember all three thousand possessions, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it, almost like uh, LeBron passing Jordan for all-time scoring. Like yeah. his his part of the all-time scoring in, in finals, in finals, yeah, uh, so far. And then you see people comparing. Oh, but this game, this yeah, is how like, it was then. Shh, shh. Yeah, it's like no. guys, you, you don't even have a right to be in the conversation. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> look at the stats and go, wow. Appreciate what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's only second best. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck no. you, bon shit, Jordan's best. No, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's just not the point. Not the point. Who cares? Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Jeddah, I think, had uh, the the best game he's had in years um, and, and justified uh, his place in the team, really. Yeah, well, he's uh, been one that's been sort of, they've been looking for him to be able to do this because they need need him yeah. to be able to do this. Yeah. And, well, did he have a couple of games out as well? Like season? He's been, yeah, fit, he's been fit the whole season? Yeah, I think it was injury. Right. But it was also, uh, yeah, we don't need you. It seems, seems to be some of those little fellas go across to West Australia and I don't know if it's just the great weather or the good beaches or something, but they tend to get a bit too relaxed and it shows, uh, you know, they're home half, halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of strange. Uh, they fight their ass off to get across there and end up sinking teams. Well, what does this mean for the season, though? I think it means that GWS has stamped themselves like they are. Yep, they are legitimate. You know, they were premiership favourites before yeah. the start. I'd say they're favourites again, to be honest. I think I, I still have the Crows ahead. Yeah, um, I, I still took the Crows, but uh, GWS, they they always improve. You know, you haven't seen the best of them yet. I, yeah. I don't feel they're they still a like a lot of players to come back. They still have a lot of pieces of that puzzle that they can slot in, and, you, and I don't yeah. think you really know what is the best GWS side yet. Whereas Adelaide, you know the number one side, you know what they're yeah. capable of. GWS can still be that that mystery. You know, still yeah. They're still getting very hard to match up against. No, I still think this puts them ahead of the Crows. Yeah. Um, simply because beating West Coast in West Coast with a reduced injury list and having to fight your way into the match. Massive game. Uh, it's ridiculously huge. It's it's a monument to football to be able to beat West Coast in West Coast, yep. let alone to do it the way they did it with who they had. Yeah. And what about West Coast then? Um, I still think that they will be hoping that Nick Nat gets right. Yeah. Um, and remember last year, the last month, they were the form team in the competition yeah, yeah. and ran into the Bulldogs, unfortunately. They can still do that. Yeah, uh, I reckon it's Q in the rack. Um, Q in the rack if, time. If, if Kennedy is out for, say, six weeks, uh, six games, sorry. Yeah. It'll be longer than six weeks because it'll be um, the bye weeks. The bye there. week. And you don't have Nick Nat, this isn't your year. It's, so, it's tough. Makes life very tough. So I reckon it's, uh, it, it's almost time you go, look, we just need to uh, get to our young lads good, uh, get our gun players right, um, make sure they recover from injury properly, and then we can run at it. Because um, without Nick Nat, they're they're not not the same side. Without no, uh, Kennedy in there, no. they're 
another ten percent off. Well, I mean, there's half their goals. Yeah, mm. or, or probably forty percent of their goals, and mo- like ninety percent of their X factor. Yeah. So someone like Jack Darling's got to step up and start playing it big. Yeah. Um, because uh, yeah, he's been underwhelming. Well, that's it. It doesn't matter how many possessions people like Gaff get, or yeah. even if Yo has a, a great game. If they don't hit the goals, then it's going to be wasteful. Bit of a waste. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Yo move forward. Yeah. 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 You might have to. What well, something might do is just play a, a four. You know, like Lacroix, Yo. You know, even bloody Crips or somebody, you know, all running around the forward. Yeah, it's going to be a time where they're going to have the opportunity to figure this stuff out. So, yep. could just see one player step up who's not regularly known as a forward, forward player or maybe get spread out across a couple and a different, different strategy might hey. be the change they need. Drew Petrie, time to step up. <laughs> yep, here he comes. He's he back in this one. He had a appropriate a game. game. <laughs> An appropriate game. That, was, that is the, game. the right, right way to say it, I think. <laughs> All right, let's have a quick look at uh, round 11 then. Again, starting on Thursday night, we've got Port hosting Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval. Um, I've already put in my tips um, on the on the app this week, and I put the margin at quite large. <laughs> large to quite large for yeah, this game. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to really be a, too much of a struggle for Port Adelaide to get this one across, across the line. They'll be looking at uh, continuing their form. They've got great percentage. They just need some wins on yep. the board to jump up the ladder. I think they're, they're behind Adelaide on percentage by half a percent, I think. Yeah. Like if you d- yeah. Just pure percentage. I think it's half a percent in two games. Yeah. 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 Um, it is amazing when you consider their percentage and the number of wins compared to Frio's. Yeah. Mm. We've got like six wins in under, uh, I think they're about third or fourth worst percentage. Somewhere anyway. in there. Um, I... I one thing I love about this season is that there's no slam dunk games, really. Because <laughs> um, Hawthorne's best will beat Port's worst. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But uh, There's Port's... not much crossover, though. <laughs> yeah. As a Venn diagram, there yep. is a slim uh, crossover bit. Um, and, you know, maybe Burgoyne stays there and just goes, fuck it, I'll, I'll join Port next year anyway. But... Um, I, I'm I'm tipping Port. I think, uh, I think Paddy Ryder is going to have an absolute fucking yeah, day. I think so too. Paddy Ryder will be the key to this one. Um, the 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 tall stocks. I mean, McAvoy's played all right, but he's not athletic enough to keep up with the Ryder or or Trengrove or not in the air or around the ground. Or West off. No, like everything McAvoy but, does, Ryder does better. Um, but you know, Tyrone Vickery's there as well. All right, <laughs> on to Friday night. Uh, Geelong uh, hosting the Adela- other Adelaide side in first versus third. Um, what a cracker of a game for Friday night. It's going to be a great game. This will be uh, whoever loses the pretender, whoever wins is the contender. And I can't see Adelaide losing it. I think they'll give them a fair hiding. I feel like Geelong have uh, played two good games in a row down at their home. Uh, not in a row, but two good games in front of that new grandstand. Yep. Maybe with the extra crowd in there gets them over the line. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And it's always good to see... Uh, uh, Dangerfield playing playing against his old midfield team yep. does not shy away from trying to give it to him either. So why would he? Why would he? This is going to be a tight fought, tightly fought contest, and I think I reckon I'm going for Geelong. I think they'll get across the line. I'd let it blow him out of the water. That's it. I'm on. I tell you, it's an absolute toss up this game, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with Geelong in an upset just because I reckon that um, they can contain Sloan. Mm. Um, it'd be a great game though. Uh, easily round, uh, game, match of the round. Uh, Gold Coast are hosting West Coast at Metricon. Um, if Gary comes back, could make this very interesting. Yeah, I think uh, if if you are looking for a value bet, this is the one because uh, yeah. it's a it's a long fucking plane flight. It is. Yeah, 
after an embarrassing, well, not an embarrassing loss, but a tough loss. Yeah, and then losing Kennedy as well puts their whole structure in disarray. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, I'm ha- probably just talking myself up because I saw they were paying $4. <laughs> I, I want to justify the, the bet. <laughs> no, baby, I heard on the radio, they're a sure thing. It was me talking. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and listen to this bloke. He sounds like you. Um, I, I was still on the Suns. I'm, I'm going to back the Suns just because I think uh, their back line uh, will be able to hold the structure of the reduced West Coast outfit. It's going to be a struggle to see where West Coast is going to get these goals from. I think if Abbott's in, I'm, I reckon there's been enough players in the Gold Coast squad that have shown an endeavour that yep. are trying to get there. And this could be the one where they turn it around. And they haven't been altogether bad. They've played some, some decent footy yep. from a quarter to a quarter. It's just a matter of they can put it together for a game. And this might be the one where they turn around. Yeah, it feels weird tipping 16th over 6th, but I, yep. I might go on Gold Coast in this one as well. Uh, oh fuck! There go the odds. <laughs> Giants are hosting Essendon um, at Spotless. Ooh. This is another one where Essendon's best will beat the Giants' worst, but even there's a sm- very much a smaller crossover than the uh, Hawks Port. I think GWS to get a percentage boost here. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's pretty hard to tip Essendon going across to Sydney in the form that GWS is in. But this season, though, that's why <coughs> Essendon could win. Yeah, because yeah. it makes no sense. Oh, absolutely, they could. See, I just want Essendon to be a bigger disappointment than the Tigers. So. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, at the minute, I think Essendon are actually pretty happy with Yeah, we try our best. Done. We try our best to be disappointed, yeah. but... Well, speaking of that then, Etihad Stadium, Saturday night, North versus the Tigers. 13th versus 5th, but it could be a great game. Again, each team's best will beat the other's worst, but there's a shit ton of uh, overlap in that Venn diagram because you don't know... The best North will probably beat uh, an average Richmond and an average uh, best Richmond will beat an average North. This is one that's fucking hard to tip. It could be nil all in the second half. I'll tell you what, if either team gets 30 points up, jump on the other side. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the things that concerns me is that during the week, we got a notification from Masada. Yeah. Uh, apparently not, not saying where we were. So I don't know if we might have got our drugs for this game. So <laughs> no, might have made um, a bit of trouble. That was Dusty. He didn't want to tell him where he was and he was in Arden Street <laughs> trying on Guernsey's. <laughs> he said you couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, obviously I'm going for the Tigers. Um, I'm on North. I, you, you know what? Nankervis could be the deciding factor in this one. Actually, if they actually, put, they need to put Proust in. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. They have to. If they put uh, Golding on Nankervis, North's in shit. Yeah. Uh, if they put Proust in, that's going to be great to watch. Yeah, that's actually a battle of the game. Well, well Proust is one up on Mumford, and uh, yep. Nankervis is probably the next biggest bloke. Plus, Proust, Proust is good around the ground, too. So He's mobile. Yeah. Nankervis can't just get up, run off him and think that he, you know, he's going to be able to have Proust following around. He's going to have to run back. Who's, sorry, my mind's gone blank. Who's the North Melbourne tagger? Who's out ben Jacobs. He's, uh, if he comes back in? He's back through. He was through Werribee last week. Yep. Uh, he could certainly come back well, this week. Well, I mean, there's only one reason he'd come back, and that's a big first game up. Yep. Um, uh, oh, do you put him on Koch or do you put him on Dusty? D- Dusty, Dusty every day. No, Dusty. I'm saying you can tag Koch. Tagging Dusty is fucking hard. Yeah, it is a good point. Um, I, don't, I don't think uh, Jacobs can tackle Dusty. Yeah, but maybe just, I don't know, <laughs> keep the ball away from him. Yeah. Because once he gets it, that's it. Yeah. It's too mm-hmm. late. Um, Dockers are hosting Collingwood over in Perth. Uh, I don't is... fucking know. Look, I think it's just going to be the midfield of... Um, are you Sandlands playing? Nope. Yeah, no. so I think you're going to have uh, Grundy, not Grundy, fucking yeah, Grundy, Grundy, yeah, Grundy, Brody. Grundy, Trelaw, and Adams will be too much for uh, Freer to be able to handle. I think they're in the back foot from the start. You see, if if, if on uh, Sunday night you hear, oh, yeah, they won by 30 points, 
you're still going to have to ask who. Yeah. Which yeah. team? Because it could go completely either way, um, especially being over in Perth. Uh, look, I, I don't think Fife will have two bad games in a row, but I don't know if that's going to matter so much. I, I really want Collingwood to lose, but I think they're going to do it. I think their overall midfield is, is too good at the minute. Mm. Um, it's just... If Jamie Elliott can keep kicking goals and if Darcy Moore starts to get a bit of confidence, um, they're every chance. But everyone knows it's a, it's a tough road trip. But where are Frio's goals going to come from? Um, by weight of possession. Yeah, um, that's really it. It's just going to be the lock it in the forward line and hope eventually we put one through. Well, they can get it through run, you know? And obviously the wet yeah. weather... I mean, they are the worst side... Uh, just their, their makeup for wet weather, and it was pissing down in Adelaide. So yeah. if they get a nice dry day in Perth, and the Hill Brothers are running, and Walters is running, um, they're, they're tough to slow down. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of boxes to have to, or a lot of dots to connect in order for that to happen. But exactly. um, yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be hopefully a good good fight. I don't want it to be too one sided either way. Yeah. yeah, I did see a great comment too during the week that uh, Ross the boss going through the midlife crisis, blown all his money on a Harley. It's not bad. one of mine. I can't remember who it was, but um, it was Harley Bennell. <laughs> he's um, he's he's not loving life, young Harley Bennell. He's right now. He's got blown by by Ross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us for the round eleven preview as well. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And you know, drop a comment so we know that you're there. Yep. Um, you exist and uh, yeah, look looking forward to a decent weekend of uh, footy with the buys starting. It's gonna be a good one. Base, base. Say it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 